Welcome to Healthcare Experience Matters. This podcast is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation and is dedicated to transforming the healthcare experience so that every person can receive and deliver the best care. We invite you to learn more by visiting healthcareexperience.org. Hello, everybody. We are back today. Our guest is Kathleen Lynham. She's an executive coach and senior advisor here at the Healthcare Experience Foundation. And I want to welcome Kathleen back to the podcast. Oh, hello. Thank you, Casey. I'm happy to be here. Can you just remind us a little bit about your professional background before we jump into today's chat on mindfulness? Sure, sure. I'd be happy to. I am a nurse. My background is nursing. I've been in nursing over 40 years, spent 30 of those years in hospital operations in every aspect in orthopedics and uh, spent eight years being a chief nurse officer. And then the last 12 years, I've really been doing executive coaching around the country with healthcare experience the most the last 10 years with them. And as a, a role as an executive coach has been a wonderful, humbling opportunity to work side by side individuals executives, staff members, physicians, and help them improve some of the skills to become more patient-centered or for executive leaders to become more staff-oriented and work on their culture. So it's been a very fun, rewarding career. And I'm enjoying the last year being remote. I get to really just sit in my chair and do a lot of the coaching, but it's definitely much more fun in person. Awesome. So I want to talk about mindfulness as it relates to the patient experience. So what is mindfulness, first of all, and how do you practice it? I love mindfulness, as you know, and mindfulness is lots of different definitions, but I like the one that is simple. It's about the quality or state of being conscious, being aware of the present moment and why you're in that moment, not judging or reacting, but sort of accepting of the feelings that you're experiencing in that moment. And in healthcare, we, we, you know, lots of research has been done about this. And we know that mindfulness involves attentiveness, curiosity. And as I said, that presence, it does promote a greater awareness of yourself and of others. And this awareness helps clinicians to be better able to attend to the experience of others and actually enables them to respond to their patients with more understanding, more empathy, and more compassion. Um, What I also love about mindfulness is it has the potential to prevent compassion fatigue and burnout that is so prevalent and such a worry for all of us today. Because the people who are mindful, when you're mindful, you sort of begin with being self-aware. And that self-awareness, those people that involve in that or active in that, they tend to engage in more self-care activities so they manage stress better. And so when we manage stress better, we actually are better able to help and foster wellness in patients and the families that we care for. That's great. Thank you, Kathleen. When I think of mindfulness, I think meditation, but is this the same thing as mindfulness? Uh, <laughs> big, you Google that and you'll get tons of different answers, but There is a difference. And let me see if I can explain it simply. So mindfulness is really a quality while meditation is a practice. Uh, Another way to kind of compare and contrast them in, in mindfulness, like I said, there's this awareness of something. We're being aware of being present or aware of our feelings or aware of 
our self, our breathing, our physical reaction. In meditation, oftentimes you begin by clearing your mind. So there's a awareness of, if, if you will, no thing. Now, you know, with that being said, meditation, some meditations are aimed at developing a clear mind. So meditation can be a way and a, a practice that can help you develop your mindfulness. Great explanation, as always. I was curious about that for a while, and you cleared that up for us. There you go. So for loyal listeners of this podcast, they will know that we discussed mindfulness quite a bit on a previous podcast you did with us on empathy. So do you want to discuss a little bit how empathy and mindfulness are connected? Sure. (laughs) Probably my most favorite thing to talk about empathy and mindfulness So instead of me talking, there's been lots of research again about that. And as an executive coach, it's really important that I and all of us establish our practices and help others improve their own skills by being well-versed in the new evidence-based practices and research and stuff. And down there, I believe you're in, in Baltimore, down Johns Hopkins, they've done lots of studies of this. And one of the studies was about on mindfulness, was uh, assessing the mindfulness skills of 45 clinicians who are caring for patients with HIV across the United States. And what they did is they recorded the clinicians interviewing their patients But then they also interviewed the patients to get their perspective on the quality of their care. When they analyzed all of the audio recordings and the patient interviews, um, they recognized that clinicians who were higher in mindfulness were more patient-centered in their communication. What does that mean? That means they spent more time building rapport with their patients, talking about the patient's experience, not just the physical or clinical aspects, but uh, they expanded those questions about how did you feel mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. And so they were able to explore all aspects of the patient's illness. They also had a more positive emotional tone and spent more time with those patients, kind of connecting with them. And those patients significantly rated the quality of their communication and their care more highly. So empathy just to remind, is that ability to recognize and perceive what someone else might be experiencing. So in order to be a great practitioner, you sort of have to put yourself in the shoes or in the feet or in the place of the person that you're caring for, you're helping. So mindfulness helped improve those skills and people were more empathic. And the important thing is when we're empathic, patients and families, they feel heard, they feel validated, they feel more confidence in those who are caring for them. And that builds that really important element in a healthcare relationship in the patient experience for sure of trust. And it it is so highly linked to feeling that somebody is listening to me and cares for me. So it's kind of a, a big circle, beginning with mindfulness, the intent to be aware of what someone else might be experiencing and not judging it. And Kathleen, what are some of the benefits for healthcare workers if they go ahead and practice mindfulness? The neuroscience of mindfulness is is kind of fun because mindfulness releases when we're mindful, when we're intentional, when we're, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit about it in some of the practices that we encourage. Happy chemicals or the endorphins are released in our brain. And that's a good thing for our brain. If first of all, you can't be empathic unless you have endorphins and, 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 and you're encouraging others. 
It also lowers your blood pressure. It increases your digestion process and it helps relieve tension. So that's, that's the minute, if you will, the individual, but we know people that are practice mindfulness, they have greater job satisfaction. They also improve, have improved reportings, feelings of joy at work. And that's so important today for all of us in healthcare experience to, to be um, recognized that most of us got into healthcare because we wanted to care for others. And so Re reigniting that joy at work is really an important part of mindfulness. That can be an intention for someone to find their joy at work or to bring joy to someone else at work. So we know that goals of mindful practice are to become more aware of your own mental processes, to listen more attentively, to, if you will, become more flexible, and to recognize our own biases and judgments and therefore, that helps us act with principles and with compassion. And we know that people who act with compassion, it comes back to them triple fold. So it's a really healthy thing for all of us, not only for those practicing it, but for those receiving it. Well said. I really appreciate that answer. So take us back to when you personally started incorporating mindfulness into your patient care. Can you just describe what that was like? in your own experience? Well, I think that the HCAPS questions and, uh, you know, the research and, you know, our, our founder of our organization, Katie Owens was her, uh, I think wrote, wrote one of the first books on HCAPS and understanding what drives the patient experience. And we know that the driver overall, what's that means what's most important to a patient in our care is that we listen to them and we show that we care about a patient. And so when you start diving into empathy, you learn the skills of that of emotional intelligence, right? You have to have, you can't have one without the other. And the first skills of emotional intelligence are self-awareness and self-regulation. So those skills build on mindfulness. So as we went out coaching and started observing people or organizations that were struggling with that particular driver, it became more and more apparent that those of us in healthcare, we get so, if you will, involved in the tasks at hand. Nurses have a lot of tasks that we have to do. We have to administer medications and treatments. We have to assess the big picture that sometimes we forget if we get lost in the forest for the trees. And so bringing back the basic skills of being present to someone, of listening attentively, of just sitting down and being present to someone, that's when we began to realize, ah, this is something that we have to go all around the country, all around the world, not only frontline staff, but physicians. And as you know, I've spent a lot of time uh, in the last couple of years working with physician leaders, helping them recognize their, their gifts and their skills and their ability to be more empathic and more present to their patients. Not that they were not able to understand what their patients were experiencing, but to take the time to acknowledge what they think someone might be feeling and validate it just builds that bond and that confidence and again, helps drive a patient's loyalty. So for those, those of us in Healthcare Experience Foundation, it's been the, if you will, foundation of a lot of the work we're doing around the country now and probably will continue as this healthcare pandemic continues to uh, challenge us around the world. 
And Kathleen, what are some nice, simple, practical takeaways, bits of advice you would give to healthcare workers if they were interested in starting to practice mindfulness in their patient care tomorrow? Sure. So two skills define a mindful mind. It's focus and awareness. So, and I would think the first thing that all, all of us in healthcare is to become mindful of our emotions. And just just that one practice of choosing to say, I'm going to be more aware of my emotions today, because interestingly, around the world, um, you know, and all the studies that they've done, less than 30% of the people are really able to actively and accurately, not actively, accurately identify the emotions they're experiencing. So the first thing is to become aware and have the intent, if you will. Today, I'm going to be focusing on what emotions I've experienced and what, what is happening around me when I experience it. And we begin in the morning with that intent. And at the end of the day, we can take the time to reflect and say, hmm, I was frustrated. I wonder what I looked like. I wonder what I sounded like. Oh, I get a little snippy in my voice. So I'm going to be more mindful of that in the future. That's one very important way is to become more mindful of our emotions. Because when we're mindful of our emotions, it also requires that we have to be aware, remove through and not judge ourselves, but we have to be more compassionate and more curious. The second thing that I think is a great practice in healthcare, those of us in healthcare, is about being aware of the rituals that we perform every day. So every day we get up, we drive to work or we're driven to work or whatever, taking that moment in the car, in the bus, walking to our office and start focusing on our breathing. Just take a moment to reflect and say, well, how's my breathing? How's my heart rate? Is it fast? Is it slow? And just become aware of how our physical well-being impacts what we look like and what we feel like. And then I encourage all of us to take one ritual that we do every day. So if I want to be more mindful and present to my patients, then I'm going to take the ritual of knocking on the patient door or gelling my hands before I go into a room and think, okay, my intent is to be present to this patient, to be present and listen actively and be aware. Taking that 10 seconds, 20 seconds to rub that gel on our hand and having that become associated with this ritual of practicing mindfulness is a fabulous way to be present to our patients, to be more empathic with them and help ourselves feel better. And I think, you know, another point of an important way to improve mindfulness is also to practice cultivating self-compassion. And healthcare workers, I want to talk just a bit about that because healthcare workers can be very hard on ourselves and we can be very hard on others. We know that people who have practiced cultivating self-compassion and compassion in others, it can improve and promote our own mental health, resilience in healthcare. And that's really important in preventing burnout. So, um, you know, self-compassion again means not judging ourselves. If I'm late or if I forgot to do something instead of going down the negative path of, oh my gosh, I blew it again. I did this again. Stopping, recognizing, whoop, that's not going to help anybody. Stop that negative train of thought, recognize it, and let it go. 
that's an important thing for all of us in healthcare is because if we're hard on ourselves, it's sometimes very hard to be kind and compassionate to others. Another great episode with Kathleen Lynham discussing mindfulness. This has been outstanding. Thank you so much for your preparation for these conversations. It's evident that you really do take these conversations to heart and we appreciate it as listeners. Any final thoughts before we wrap up, Kathleen? You know, I just wanted to add, because, you know, give me an opportunity to talk and I will. I, I just wanted to touch a little bit today what we're seeing, you know, I, I have friends down in Florida, I have friends in Texas, all over the country. And in this last week, um, this COVID um, resurgence is so dramatic. And the words I've heard is we're swimming in it. And I heard uh, one of my hospitals we know down in Florida have at a 500 patient population, they have 400 patients with COVID. That we know the pandemic drained the emotional resources of so many people in in 2020. Now it's even a different case because there's some element of frustration and anger and weariness because there's there's some belief that this could have been avoided or mitigated with active vaccinations. So I'm not getting into judging it, but I want to talk about, you know, when we I just mentioned burnout a little bit and there's that refers to physical or emotional exhaustion. But a, a common reason for emotional burnout in healthcare workers is this thing called empathic distress. And that means it's a form of an emotional struggle when someone is witnessing the suffering of others and they empathize with them, but they're so worn out that it can compel them to sort of withdraw from it. Um, and in fact, empathically distressed individuals may have higher levels of emotional exhaustion and they may be overwhelmed and they, they may be less motivated to help a person who is struggling. And I think today that is probably happening in a lot of places. And so, you know, how do we mitigate it? We've got to go back to self-care and self-compassion and, and not judging others and not judging ourselves. And that takes focus and awareness. It takes focus and recognizing, okay, I'm stressed at work. I'm burned out. I'm, I'm feeling emotionally distressed. So what can I do? And what you can do is practice self-care. Find when we're home and we're away, find whatever makes us feel good. Is it music? Is it taking a walk? Is it being with your family? Is it focusing on meditation to find a way to relax and relieve the stress? Is it exercise? I encourage all of us in healthcare today to find what makes you feel better and make sure you do that as often as you can, because we've got to take care of ourselves since our responsibility is so much about taking care of others. You've been listening to Kathleen Lynham on today's episode of Healthcare Experience Matters. Kathleen is an executive coach and senior advisor with the Healthcare Experience Foundation. Thank you again, Kathleen. My pleasure. My pleasure. And have a wonderful day. You as well. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Healthcare Experience Matters. Healthcare Experience Matters is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation. To learn more, please visit healthcareexperience.org. That's healthcareexperience.org.